This episode of the Today for Daily podcast is brought to you by Susan Shaw Jewelry, handmade just for you in the great state of Texas. Learn all about their Queen's Coin collection and their brand new Princess Diana collection at the end of this episode. Love the British monarchy. You've come to the right place. Welcome to the To Die For Daily podcast with Kinsey Schofield. Take it away, Kinsey. Hi, guys. Welcome to the To Die For Daily podcast, or as I like to call it, In Bed with Perez Hilton. (laughs) Perez, I've been talking to you. I mean, I'm so grateful to have been talking to you for the last two years now. Um, I exited my mother's womb, a fan of yours. And I love getting royal gossip from you. I love discussing the royal family uh, with you. And a few years ago, you said to me something that has stuck with me. You said you were concerned about the Sussexes brand because they were boring. Well, the last two months, all I could do was think about you. I needed to pick your brain. First of all, how are you? Second of all, what's going through your head right now? I am doing my best. Oh, Thank you for asking. And I still think they're boring. <laughs> what has made them interesting <laughs> for this moment of time is everything they've done. So they are not necessarily compelling people. Their personalities are not what I would call electric. You know, Miley Cyrus, she's Ooh. not boring. Oh, yes. Prince Harry, he's boring. But listen, as I've said before, I think royals should be boring. I don't want an exciting electric royal. They have a role and a function. And, you know, Queen Elizabeth was boring. But that's what the country needed. That's what the Commonwealth it's, needed. Yeah, stability. Yeah, exactly. Stability. Somebody they could look up to in tough times. Uh, inspiration. Uh, what is interesting is just the shocking level of candor, mm. you know, and the at the same time the shocking level of disingenuineness or, or, or just not being totally sincere forward. Yeah. Because l- like when I released a memoir in 2020 and people ask me why now, because I got a deal now, <laughs> you know, like um, I, 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 I thought it was a good opportunity to get something out there and to get my name in the press and to keep, working at a little bit of relevancy. You know, the number one main reason Prince Harry has done everything over the last 12 months is for money. Yes. And he has not once, not a single time acknowledged that. And it leaves a real sour taste in my mouth because he could have walked away. He could have lived his truth. He could have done everything that he wanted. And he could have also corrected the record and he did that with Oprah, right? Mm -hmm. But in the wake of that, everything else has really just been a money grab. And that's fine. I understand he has a family to support and a very expensive lifestyle that he likes living. (laughs) You know, it is not cheap 
living in Montecito and having a full-on security detail and a team of people making your life as easy as possible. But that's the reason. And, and that's also the reason why we're not going to see the last of him talking about his family. Because as I said at the very beginning of our chat today, what makes him interesting is not him. What makes him interesting is his family. And he will continue to keep exploiting his family for cash. He even just a week or so ago in a new interview said that he trimmed out 400 pages from his book. That's a whole other book. Right. So priming us. He is getting us ready for part two to come out probably next year and make a lot more money. And it's sad because, all right, your family may not be ideal. And I get that. He does have a dysfunctional family. I am not arguing that. And but he's trying. We, to, we do too, though. We all do too. Yeah. You know? He's trying to break the pattern of dysfunction. Do you he, really think so? But he could do that for his family. Yeah. For his immediate nuclear family, his children. Yes. He doesn't need to blow up. He It feels like he's trying to blow up the institution too because he doesn't care. He's right. like, I burned that bridge. There's no going back. There's no mending things. There's no fixing things. So I've got nothing to lose. I'm just going to, it's me, 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 super selfish, super greedy. And that's where we're at. You know, like I have, I also, listen, I have a lot of empathy and compassion for him. His mother died when he was incredibly young in, in a very formative period of his life. He clearly suffers still to this day because of that. And, and that shaped who he is. It shaped his relationship with the media, who he blames for his mother's death. The media is not responsible for Princess Diana's death, okay? He didn't wear a seatbelt. Yeah, and there was also a drunk driver. And speed. Yeah. And Dodie saying, haul a house. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, a so lot of it, factors. Yeah, um, you know, but even something as basic as like, I could not imagine growing up in a household where my father didn't hug me. And he claims that Prince Charles doesn't hug him. He claims that his grandmother never hugged him. Even though in his, the statement when she died, he said he wished he could like throw his arms around her or something as if that, you know, he says everything he says contradicts you know, something he said before. It's it's, act, it's like he doesn't know the term receipts. Quick correction and edit. Harry actually says, Granny, while this final parting brings us great sadness, I'm forever grateful for all of our first meetings. From my earliest childhood memories with you to meeting you for the first time as my commander in chief to the first moment you met my darling wife and hugged your beloved great grandchildren. But I'm loving this, Prez. We're having church right now. I'm glad we did this on a Sunday. <laughs> um, <laughs> one thing that blew up on the last time we talked that the UK press, it went everywhere, was um, you predicted that, that Megan was going to continue to pursue entertainment. And I feel like we are seeing those steps with Archetype, with the Netflix docuseries. Um, you know what are... was interesting, actually, now that we've had a little bit of distance from her podcast? Uh-huh. I mean, listen, I don't care because 
I love celebrities and that's what I talk about. But isn't it telling that all of her guests were just famous people? I thought before it launched, the whole point of it was to highlight important women doing important work. So only famous women are doing important work. Regular women are not doing anything of value in this world. And Perez, she did have some short little experts featured throughout the podcast and her producer would actually do the interview and then Megan would drop her vocals over it. So Megan wouldn't even touch the experts that were doing good things. Well, they were probably (laughs) just like, you know, like you said, short and the bulk of the interview were the famous people. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, So what do you think about this path? I mean, where do you go from here when you have really alienated your family? And it does feel like the path has been so destructive. Now, what has also happened is not only have they more than alienated, but I would think I would say I would classify it as Prince Harry in his memoir by revealing all of the things that he did even leaky, like, it's just so shocking to me. Like, Meghan Markle, like, get this, like, this just, it, 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 there's just so much hypocrisy here. <laughs> Meghan Markle sued the publisher of the Daily Mail for printing a letter that she wrote to her father. Yet in Prince Harry's memoir, he published text messages Princess Catherine sent to Meghan Markle. How is that any different what Harry did versus what the Daily Mail did? It's the same exact thing. Okay? I have two more examples for you. Uh, Harry going on Anderson Cooper saying he wants to reconcile with uh, his family. How is that any different than Thomas Markle going on Good Morning Britain saying he wants to reconcile with his daughter? And they criticized Thomas Markle in the Netflix special. And then I also had written down to ask you this question. You and I had spoken before about staging paparazzi shots. Totally normal. Mm-hmm. But... We know we that they complain about the paparazzi throughout the Netflix documentary, and we know Megan staged paparazzi shots in Toronto. And on top of that, they they complain about leaking stories. And tell me, as an as, as an entertainment media expert over the last twenty years, don't you think that? People in Hollywood leak stories like it's their day job. I mean, isn't that something that typically happens? Maybe a story swap or a story oh, leak. Yeah. Isn't that normal? Absolutely. I mean, and it's also normal in the British royal family, as Prince Harry claims, Queen Camilla is the queen of doing that, too. No wonder her image got rehabbed as well as it did because she was in bed with the British press. Smart, I would say. Strategic. You know, it worked. People in the UK now like her. Right. Uh, But what I was getting at was not only did Harry alienate his family, But I think he also caused them great suffering, extreme Mm. anguish. You know, all of these stories and everything causes a toll and and, and, and has, you know, really been hard on them, I think. So I, I have compassion for both sides. Yeah. But like they are prone to do, the British royal family hasn't commented don't they don't explain they don't complain they keep going forward business as usual but it does also make me sad listen i get where he's coming from a couple of things to me 
The concept of any monarchy is outdated and stupid. Okay. Perez unleashed. King Charles is not any more special because he was born into a family than you or I or anybody watching or listening. Okay. The whole concept of I'm special, I'm going to be king. It's dumb. It's stupid. It's outdated. Having said that, you know, I read, I continue to read that the British people want to continue the monarchy. You know, they, they, they seemingly are fine with it. So fine by me. I'm not a British person. Yeah. But I understand any member of the royal family's frustration that it's both a family and a business. And they all know at the end of the day, and this must cut, it must truly hurt. The business comes before the family. Right. And what a messed up way to live your life, knowing that you are second to the business. I think that sucks. I would give up all of everything for my kids. Yeah. My kids, my family is first. I love that. And I can tell that. Um, you are actually report quite often on the royal family on preshilton.com and on social media. What what does your audience think? Where does what do they sway in this? So great question because Megan versus Catherine and all that. Taking it a step further. Yeah. Not only has Harry alienated his family, but and I don't know whose idea this was to like release both big projects so close to one another. So the Netflix docuseries was a dud. I don't know why Netflix even released that. Like there was not, not much of value. Very vague. Everything they said. There was not, it just felt like a six episode rehash. Infomercial? Interview. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the memoir, however, that was very effective, done very well. A lot of revelations dominated the, the headlines worldwide for weeks. But I think the one-two punch of the Netflix series and the memoir has truly deeply damaged their reputation in the United States. In the UK, Harry and Meghan are incredibly disliked. Mm -hmm. They have been for a while, but I would say, and you could agree or disagree, but in America, let's say at the beginning of 2022, I would argue that most Americans did not dislike Harry and Meghan. But I would say if we were to give a poll right now to 100 random Americans, I, I wouldn't even, the only safe thing that I would say is if we could somehow compare it to January of 2022 versus January of 2023, now they are much more disliked than before. I don't know what percentage dislike them versus like them, but I would say safely and accurately that over the last 12 months, they have damaged their reputation. And because they're not really royals anymore and they're not to us Americans, they're just celebrities here. Yeah. That's bad for them and their bottom line because, right. you know, they're like, they're not Kardashians, although they're behaving like Kardashians, <laughs> yeah. you know? They're more like, you know, like 
what I said to you last time, I think if I remember, is Harry and Meghan are going to try to, but they haven't because the memoir, that was very different. I, I, I thought Harry and Meghan would try to model their careers after Michelle and Barack yes. Obama. Yes, you did say that. And I listen, Barack Obama is an insanely smart person mm -hmm. and he's released, I think more than he's released more than one memoir. Yes. They've all been tame. Okay. <gasps> if he wanted to, I am sure that Barack Obama could have let us know a lot more tawdry details. All right. right. Prince Harry, on the other hand. Oh yeah. I did cocaine a bunch of times and this and that, and the other, you know, what was your reaction to the story about him getting frostbite on his penis and putting the Elizabeth Arden cream on his penis and feeding his mother's the, presence? Yeah, that was the cringiest, most head-scratching moment in the whole book. And not only the 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 print, but like, his words will now live forever because he did the narration as well for the audio version. And hearing him say that, or, or, or like, what is it, mum or mummy or whatever he said, like, it just like, is this real? Like this, it felt like a joke to me. Like, I, you know, listen, mission <laughs> accomplished over the last two years, they've made more than enough money to never have to work again. Yeah. Because I know they have really smart business people investing and, and, and managing their money for them. So when you make a ton of money, your money makes you money, mm. you know? So hopefully that will free them up now to live a much more boring <laughs> royal life, but maybe not because... You know, they like being celebrities, clearly. I think so, too. What do you think about how they're... I mean, I, I feel like we haven't heard from Tyler Perry. We haven't heard from Oprah lately. Um, they kind of bowed out after... Oprah kind of bowed out after the Queen died. She did that really bizarre interview with Gail right when the Queen died, trying to clarify the, the in interview she did with Harry and Meghan saying, oh, we didn't know that there was going to be such chaos after that interview. We didn't know we were about to reveal there was racism in the family. Um, and then Tyler Perry hasn't really said anything since the Netflix series. Do you feel like their celebrity friends are just kind of in the shadows now going, oh, I don't know them? I mean, I, I, I would say it's presumptuous to expect them to comment. Mm -hmm on everything. Like yeah. I think it's a strategic move to stay silent on both of their parts and one that is probably smart. Yeah, very much so. Um, what do you, what, what can they do now? Do you think that they will continue to release all of this different content? Do you think, I mean, Spotify cut them a huge check. Is it all archetypes? Will there be another podcast series? Is there archetypes too? I, I just don't know where you go from here. They're going to continue to release content because they, while Harry, and I don't know what that will look like, I think going forward, their partners will be much more demanding and and uh, 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 making sure that they don't release boring content, which is what I'm sure they want to be releasing, boring yeah. content, safe content, Um uh, it has to be good, you know, 
like, or at least fun, you know, like Michelle Obama did something like a, a kid's show. And I actually watched it with my kids and that was fun. It was cute. Right. I wouldn't call it boring. It wasn't for me. It yeah. was for children, but it was done well and I enjoyed it. Um, Harry knows the media is a game and he is an active, willing participant that needs to keep feeding the machine or else he won't be able to keep making the money he wants to make. Okay. As an American, that's like not obsessed with the Royal family, but engaged enough to report on them. Do you follow all of the contradictions with Harry and Meghan or do you, I mean, I don't, I just don't know how many people see some of the contradictions. For instance, they said in the BBC interview during their engagement that they met on a blind date. Then we find out in the Netflix documentary that they met, that he stumbled upon her on Instagram. So do you think normal Americans are stumbling upon of these, these inconsistencies? And no, going, normal Americans are not paying that them. close attention. Should, and is that worrisome? <laughs> is that worrisome? No, because I think you have to assume most celebrities are liars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, that's a pretty good. And they're celebrities. Yeah, exactly. They. Uh, what do you think Diana would think about all of this? She did uh, do something secret with Andrew Morton. However, her objective was to escape her situation. Harry's free. He does not have the well, same. And I, re and I remember specifically one interview that Diana gave where she said that she did not want to cause harm to the institution, to the firm, because that's her children's future. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, Diana would have, of course, absolutely been supportive of her son. Pause. A reminder. Prince Harry is almost 40 years old. Mm -hmm. You know, he was in his mid-30s, you know, thir over 35 when he left his, 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 his job as a working senior royal. I understand and I respect the fact that he just didn't want to be told what to do. Yeah. If you are a senior working royal, there's a pecking order, there's the way things are done, and he wanted to call his own shots. I respect that and I understand that. And I think that Diana would have respected and understood that as well and been very supportive of that. I do not think she would have been supportive of her children being estranged. As a father of three... That would crush me. I would actually, I just would not allow it. I know. I, I, I wouldn't, it just, that's not, that's not happening. You're, I don't care if you and your sister are fighting. I don't care if you and your brother don't, don't get along right now. You're not being, you're coming over for Christmas. He's coming on. You're all coming over for Christmas. You're all coming over for my birthday. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. That's your brother. That's your sister. I would not have allowed it. And I don't think Diana would have allowed it either. And is, of course, is Charles, Charles in a difficult situation, though, because he's he's got this new position in a difficult situation because his priority is the business, mm. not his children, whereas Diana extricated herself from that situation. So her priority would have just been her two children and grandchildren. Mm. Do you think that Harry and Meghan will show up for the coronation? If they're invited, of course, they will be there. <laughs> They know that showing up is good for their brand and headlines and all of that. I don't think they should be invited, though. I don't either. So tell me a little bit more about that. Why do you not think that they should be invited? Why? 
I mean, I'm looking at just from a business point of view. Yes. You hate this job. You quit your job. You could still be supportive of your former employer, who's also your father now, now is your father, um, without, you know, going to his promotion or whatever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't think he should go. I don't think that they could trust them. I'm afraid that, you know, they'd go in there. They might repeat things that were said. I don't know if you noticed this, but I I, I think I noticed uh, Harry refused to sing God Save the King at the Queen's funeral. I don't know if that was intentional or if he just felt uncomfortable. And, oh, or just I didn't, did not notice that. But that just uh, that felt eerie and odd. Um, do you ever get tips about the Sussexes? And and if so, do you always post them or are you hesitant to post them because they're so litigious? Uh, I'm not afraid of them suing me, uh, but I don't, I, I don't, I, for the most part, you know, they live an isolated life in Montecito. So, yeah, you know, I, I don't have a lot of opportunities to get access to accurate information on them. What about um, Prince Andrew? Do you feel like he is the ultimate disappointment to the family and we're we're super hard on Harry and Meghan or do Harry and Meghan's destructive behavior actually make them kind of easy to compare? Um, wow, that's a great question. Um, or, is it, or was it a terrible one? It's okay for you to go, that's, that's a terrible question. <laughs> Um, because Andrew says he's he says he's innocent, but at the end of the day, it's guilt by association. Jeffrey Epstein was not a good. Well, man. That's the thing. Like, to my knowledge, I could be mistaken, but did Prince Andrew only have one accuser, or were there multiple women that came forward? Well, there there was only one accuser that he settled with. There is a woman that worked for him as a masseuse that said he was inappropriate with her, but it was kind of just like a tabloid headline. It didn't go anywhere, um, but there is only one official accuser that that really kind of brought everything to its knees. And now I mean, we're so looking that's at- the case, listen, if that's the case, if there's only been one accuser, if he hasn't been convicted of anything, then I think he's already been punished by his family. You know, like he's no longer a senior working royal. Um, and Harry's had his own mess ups in the past from the Nazi costume, which now he blames oh Harry, which now he blames William and Catherine for uh, saying they egged him on and said he should wear that to, you know, what he told his former uh, military um, mm. partner, uh, the, 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 the derogatory name that he used for that yes. person. Um, Prince Harry is no saint. Everybody makes mistakes and I'm not excusing Andrew's alleged behavior. I just don't know enough about all of the allegations or just one. If it's, I'm not afraid of saying what I think. If it's just one woman making an allegation against Prince Andrew, that's not enough for me to say, oh, well, there's a real clear pattern of behavior here. And he did a lot of evil, awful things to a lot of evil, to a lot of people. 
Um, you know, I would think if if there were more women out there, they would have come forward by now. Well, also, he it's just in the papers this weekend. He's fighting. He did settle with Virginia Gouffray, but he is trying to reverse that. He wants he wants he's talking to his lawyers about what could potentially be done because she also accused Alan Dershowitz, but retracted that accusation and said she might have been mistaken. And so Prince Andrew now wants to fight back and everybody's saying, well, why did he settle? You could you could also help me. You could back me up here. But a lot of celebrities settle just to make it go away because they don't want to have this conversation. But well, also after you've settled, there's nothing you can do. So right. good luck with that. But, but also the queen, we found out that the queen was dying of bone cancer. So perhaps he just settled because he w- didn't want her last few months to be chaos or to to have that over her head. Maybe he just wanted to make it go away so that she could leave peacefully maybe um it, yeah because it was an ongoing problem there uh, forever yeah do you have a different opinion of william now that you've read spare uh, do you dislike him at all no i don't dislike him at all oh i love you perez hilton I love you. And I don't dislike Harry either. I don't agree <laughs> with some of his choices. Yeah. Um, I don't dislike Meghan Markle either. Um, I think, you know. It, you have single-handedly made some celebrities in Hollywood. You have elevated them. You've cre- You have created personalities. You've taken them to the next level. If you could give Harry and Meghan any advice, what would it be? If I could give Harry and Meghan any advice, what would it be? I would say they need to reinvent. Ooh, yes. And the best way to reinvent would be give it another year in the United States. Then they have to go groveling back to the UK and move back there. Oh, do you think the UK would take them? <laughs> Absolutely. Especially if they apologize. Oh my gosh, I don't know if we are ever going to hear I'm sorry from those two. But that would be a great way of reinventing, maybe not in a year or two, but eventually, within the next five years, they need to move back to the UK. That would give them a whole new way. Oh, we want the cousins to be close together and blah, blah, blah. And we realize we love, we really love it here. And, you know, my family, we've been through our hard times, but they're my family. I see it all now. I, like Perez Adamas. <laughs> <laughs> you, I was a little too ambitious saying, but you know, give it another year here. So in 2024, but within the next three to five years, that's the perfect way for them to reinvent, I would say. So I think that that's really kind of you because a lot of the negative Nancy's actually say that they see a separation in their future. That's not what you see. Oh, no, I don't see that at all. Meghan Markle also knows that if and when she divorces Prince Harry, people won't care about her as much. He keeps her as relevant as she is. She could be the next Sarah Ferguson. Mm. Did you see Sarah Ferguson at Lisa Marie's memorial? Yeah, it was really beautiful what she said, quoting Queen Elizabeth, um, something along the lines of grief is the the price we pay for love. We love, yeah. 
Do we think that Sarah Ferguson and Andrew are secretly together because they still live with each other? And she definitely referred to the queen as her mother-in-law, not like former mother-in-law. Um, I don't think they're secretly together. I just think, you know, when you get older, you, you just... Convenience and finances... Well, and look, if, we, if you children. and I are married in like a couple of years, let's just be Andrew and Fergie Perez <laughs> for convenience and finances. I've always I'm wanted in, to be Kinsey Hilton. I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how can people keep up with you? I mean, I'm, that's such a stupid question since you are PerezHilton.com, but give me a, give me an update on your life. Well, you know, you have your podcast and I have mine as well. So if you enjoy Booker. Yeah, if you enjoyed me on here, I do talk the Royals regularly on my podcast, the Perez Hilton Podcast with Chris Booker. You can listen to that at simply PerezPodcast.com. That's PerezPodcast.com. And I'm everywhere. I'm all over social media. I've got my two YouTube channels, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, a couple secret TikTok accounts that you might find. <laughs> um, and um, yeah. I I just wish everybody well. I I I have a lot of empathy and compassion for all involved, even for King Charles, you know, because talk about hopefully as the decades go forward, the family dysfunction gets less and less. So hopefully in some ways. Charles corrected some of the dysfunction. And now I hope that William corrects it even more for his children and so on and so forth. Because like, not only did Queen Elizabeth not hug her children, allegedly, allegedly. but she also was gone for extended periods at a time, leaving her children with the nannies. So we, we do not see that with William, by the way. In fact, they they actually were very critical of him for several years. The media there um, work shy. William is what they called him because he wanted to be at home with his children. He wanted his children to know who he was. He wanted to put them in the bath and put them to bed. And he was they really beat him, you know, raked him over the coals for a while because they wanted to, to see him out there working. And you are I feel really guilty. And I feel bad for him, Perez, because William has been thrust into this new position. He's ha has so much more responsibility. And on top of having all of this new responsibility as the heir, he is dodging grenades from his brother. And that just feels so. That, I said that. Yeah. It just so, feels unfair. That's life. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, um, you know, Harry, I will say this. I do believe intent is important. And I don't think Harry is being intentionally cruel. Really? Though he is being cruel. But in his mind, he has justified everything that he has done. In his mind, he thinks he's doing the right things. So hopefully that little nugget can help them mend things in the future. You know, I, I really do believe Harry believes his BS, you know, like it's my story to tell. Everything is true. I've been 
so wronged by so many people, uh, uh, you know, blah, 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 whatever it is. You know, it's not like he's trying to sabotage his brother or purposefully, you know, be, be, be nasty. He is being all of those things, but I'm, 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 and I don't even think I'm being graceful about it or having grace about it. I, I, I really think he believes he's right and correct and not doing anything wrong. And I'm sure that William disagrees fully with that assessment. Um, But yeah, you know, I, it's sad because there's only the two of them, you know, they don't have any other sibling and, you know, the, and and it is sad because also like they do have a ginormous family with so many cousins and, not all of the cousins were nasty, evil twats, you know? <laughs> and now Harry, Harry's like the, Harry is the black sheep of the family mm-hmm. because Andrew messed up. But it seemed like it was an isolated thing, right? Whereas Harry keeps on messing up in their eyes over and over and over again and disparaging the family. Right. Um, all of that the ginormous crew yeah from Catherine to camilla to like when does it stop i really did i thought if anyone was safe it was Catherine. but oh no she didn't share her or she shared she reluctantly shared her lip gloss so she is the enemy i have one more question i'm i promise i'll i'll leave you alone what is what are what was your vibe when you read the story about courtney cox were you thinking oh my god i don't think courtney cox wanted you to share that story (laughs) No, I think Courtney Cox loves it. Are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> she came across as desirable to a royal. And I say this with love. Courtney Cox is not Jennifer Aniston. She's an icon, right. but Jennifer Aniston is A plus list. Yes. Courtney Cox is A minus list. There's oh, A plus, there's, there's A, and then there's A minus. And there is a, a big gap from A plus to A to A minus. Jennifer Aniston is A plus. And listen, being A minus is still freaking awesome. Oh, yeah. She's no, we'd love Courtney. to be A minus. We'll take it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm like on the D minus list. So uh, I'm still happy I'm on the list, though. So I'm thankful for that. Um, yeah. Do you, do you think it hurts their feelings that they've become kind of this joke for the late night talk show circuit? Everybody's gone after them except really Colbert, who got the exclusive. But Jimmy Fallon's made fun of him. Jimmy Kimmel's made fun of him. James Corden did not. Yeah, make Jimmy fun, Kimmel, I think that was really funny. He did something about like a children's book version of Spare. Yeah. Uh, Is that killing Harry and Meghan, though? No, I think they expected that. You know, they knew what they were doing. And they knew it would get a big reaction. Okay. Okay. Well, Perez, I love talking to you. Thank you so much for your honesty and thank you for your sweetheart. And, you know, I, I, am, I admire your work so much and I appreciate your time today. Oh, thank you for the kind words. I will talk to you soon. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you. Bye. This episode of the To Die For Daily podcast is brought to you by Susan Shaw Jewelry. We're talking to Ellen Sledge today from Susan Shaw. Now, you are the creative director. I stumbled upon your jewelry through um, this beautiful tribute to Queen Elizabeth. 
how would you describe your jewelry? Keep in mind, you're, you're, li- you're talking to royal watchers here. Give me some history on Susan Sean and how you got to a place where you're honoring these powerful women that we admire so much. Yes. Hi, Kinsey. Um, yes. Yeah, so like you said, I'm the creative director for Susan Shaw. We are a jewelry company here in Texas. Um, everything is made by hand here in Texas. We're um, headquartered in San Antonio. So we were founded in 1979 by Susan. Um, and I work closely with her now in the design process and um, branding and just you know, overall growth of the company. And so when you speak about um, these collections on, yes, we did a Queen Elizabeth collection in tribute to her, and then recently the Diana collection. Um, it really is a special opportunity to honor these women of style and um, just they're people that we admire. And I think it's, kind of a it's something you can keep in your jewelry box passed down to um, daughters and granddaughters and they I like to think that these pieces um, capture the the essence of the person in a way and it's kind of like passing down what that person stood for (laughs) I mean good luck wearing something from Susan Shaw not having 20 people ask you where you got what you're <laughs> wearing, which is actually so fun, you know, to have a piece where all these people are approaching you saying, where did you get that? Speaking of which, the Great Queen Elizabeth collection, I mean, it it sold out so quickly. It inspired additional designs. Um, what's the most popular piece, do you think? Um, yes, I would say our classic toggle necklace. That is our, it's kind of a Susan Shaw signature style. So it's a, um, it's a good size medium gold chain with a front facing toggle closure with a coin. And we do this style. Yes, we do this style with, um, many pendants and it's our, it's been a bestseller for years. Um, just super classic. And so that one remains the bestseller with the Queen Elizabeth. I love that. I mean, how would you describe Queen Elizabeth style? Because, I mean, with both collections, and obviously I'm talking to you because I'm so excited about the Diana, and we'll get there in a second, but with both collections and both women, these are pieces I feel like they would love. Um, Is Queen Elizabeth style, you know, throughout history, throughout her lifetime, did it inspire the direction you went in at all when when thinking of her for this line? Mm. Well, first of all, thank you. That's a huge compliment. Um, but yeah, Queen Elizabeth style, I feel like it's, it's so tailored and refined um, and regal, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I also love that I feel like her personality, that famous wit of hers kind of shown through with, um, you know, she wasn't afraid of bright colors and some fun patterns and the playful accessories like her hats. Mm. And I think that is something that in Susan Shaw jewelry, we try to emulate in a way we want it to remain tailored and refined, but um, have a little bit of that personality. And I think that's what, um, like you said, women get compliments on are those pieces that reflect our own personalities. 
Oh, that's good. That's great. Um, pearls seem especially important to royal women. We saw uh, it, they made a huge deal out of it throughout the funeral and mourning process of Queen Elizabeth. We saw Catherine wear them. But in general, um, I've also seen it, them seem like a, a celebratory piece. Um, Diana's famous revenge dressing, you know, she's got a <laughs> pearls on when she's wearing that um what are the history of pearls what what are the significance of them so across time and culture uh, different cultures pearls can hold different meanings from wisdom to love to purity and like you said i think for the british royals there is an association with grief um a story that i read about pearls and kind of the history what it harks back to um Queen Victoria, after the death of Prince Albert, was known to wear pearls for the rest of her life, um, 40 years. Mm. Um, and they were thought to represent her tears. Aww. It was such, I know, it's, it's a sad story. But um, so since then, I mean, we see, like you said, the royals wearing their pearls in mourning and most recently for the queen. But I think that the pearls do go beyond grief for the royals. Um, we see them wearing pearls on many occasions. And I think it's because pearls, they're not too flashy. They're not too glittery. I think the royals, when they're wearing pearls, they don't have to worry about towing that line of um, maybe being too brash. They're really elegant and understated in a way where, you know, sometimes the the big diamonds, they might get in the way of, depending on the occasion, they might take away the spotlight or oh, pearls yeah. really um, blend while still remaining elegant and strong. Um, so I think that's, that's why they're timeless in the way that they Absolutely. are. That's and a it brilliant answer. That, um, that tiara that I feel like is so well known. I think it's the Cambridge uh, lovers knot. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, that one is just, I think it's one of my favorites. Absolutely. <laughs> I know. I get so excited whenever I see Catherine in that. Now, Diana, like I said earlier, now she was crazy about pearls. And you really see in this new Diana collection um, a reflection of some of that jewelry that was so important to her. Uh, I mean, it's a, a very unique style. And somehow... You just use the word timeless, but somehow we can still wear that today. Um, tell me, tell me about the Diana collection and and what kind of what kind of strategy went into developing something on someone so iconic. Mm. So yes, we have uh, six necklace styles in the Diana collection, and each one, the focal point is going to be that coin pendant that honors Diana's memory. So um, we don't generally do choker styles mm. but we really wanted to include choker styles in this collection because i i feel like that was just an iconic silhouette that she was known to wear um and so there's three choker styles one is a triple strand chunky chain that's close to the neck one is a sleek gold ring style choker i'm wearing that today beautiful and this was one that she had, she wore a style similar to this in several different um, ways. She had a, I don't know if you remember, she had a one with a D charm. Yes. Actually, which was like so playful and fun of her and relatable in a way. Um, and one with a butterfly 
pendant. So we really liked kind of pulling this style in as well. But one that I'm most excited about <laughs> um, is the triple strand pearl. So this um, this is a style that definitely pulls from like the royal jewelry archives and most infamously photographed probably with the revenge dress. Yeah. So it's multi-strand choker and in the middle we have the coin. Beautiful. And you know, her mom, I don't know why I, I guess it's just because I love Diana, but her mother and her sisters also wore that, you know, that triple strand, Mm -hmm. not the exact necklace, but they all wore similar styles. And I guess you just love to see that because you think, you know, they, that they, maybe that's their way of honoring Diana, or maybe that's just that they're an aristocratic preference, but I I always (laughs) love to see that on them too. I mean, I think I saw it much more on Diana's side of the family than I would see maybe the princess Royal. Anne. I don't think I'd see her in something like that. So that style definitely reminds me of, um, of Diana. And is it intimidating to, to create a tribute to somebody that is just so well known and so loved? Are you, you know, are you like, oh my gosh, I we could be criticized for any little thing. I mean, how is that process? Right. No, that's definitely a concern going in. Um, I think one of Susan's favorite quotes actually, and since I started with them is um, it's, I think it, Henry Matisse, uh-huh. um, creativity takes courage. Oh, and yeah. I think it's just a great, like as a designer for Susan and learning from her, you know, you're always going to be criticized or there's always the possibility of critique. And we, I think after the response from the queen coin, I mean, we, we like to listen to our customers and we had this request for wow. something that honored Diana. I love that. And yes. And same with the queen. The queen collection was originally supposed to just be a capsule collection, um, kind of a limited edition. And the feedback from our customers was like, please keep this up. Like I want to buy it around Christmas time. We were just going to have it maybe up for two weeks, kind of a little memorial. Um, but the demand was there and the same with Diana coin. And, you know, we just we want to serve our customers and our the people in our community and you know if if I'm sure there are people out there who may not respond to it but <laughs> oh, well I know I've I've only seen positive responses in fact anytime I post about it um, it's on our gift guide on Today for Daily and I you know whenever I've been wearing it throughout the media over the last few days and I'll get messages from some of my followers that are like I asked my husband for this. I'm getting oh, this for Christmas, which is <laughs> so cute. So I guess I had a couple of um, questions that look pretty similar now that I'm uh, looking at them, taking a second glance. Um, I think, w- why do you love Diana? And why do you think we still try to emulate Diana? Are, mm. are pretty similar questions. It's been 25 years since we lost her. And she's just so cool. How how is that possible? Why do we love Diana? What what do you think? Right. Um, I think it's her authenticity. Um, I think that she brought this authenticity to the royal stage. And this was something that everyone saw in her and appreciated in her. Mm-hmm. And I think that 
she did that with her style in a way too. Um, I can remember being little and seeing photos of her and she's on every magazine and it was all about her style. I had never heard her speak or I didn't know anything about her story, but I think she brought that authenticity to her style. And that's why it was such a, um, that's why she was so beloved is because you could see it as well as, you know, when you heard her speak or heard an interview with her, you, you heard it. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was just, you know, she had that lightheartedness about her too in her style and um, wore patterns and wasn't afraid to be casual, but make it a look, which right. is so... <laughs> it's, it's, like it's, it's harder than it sounds. <laughs> definitely. Um, I think about that sheep sweater. I think it's by Warm and Wonderful, uh-huh. um, the red and white and black sheep sweater. And I think that's just such a playful sweater. And I know they still make it and sell it. And it's on my Christmas wish list. <laughs> I have it in every color. It's like, <laughs> I hear, yeah, I see that meme that's like, I'm not obsessed. I'm not, I'm not obsessed. And I'm like, <laughs> I have to make one with the warm and wonderful sweater because I yes. am obsessed. Um, what do you think Diana would wear first of the collection that you've developed? Which one do you think she would grab first? Mm. I mean, I want to say the triple strand pearl choker. And like you said, I think that was a, maybe a Spencer women mm-hmm. uh, signature style, but yeah. also maybe the, um, the gold choker ring yes. because she seemed to wear that maybe more casually, um, just day to day. It's an easier, more versatile. And option. you know what, actually that's kind of a silly question for me to ask you because knowing Diana, and I've been thinking about this over the last few days, covering some covering some Netflix drama. Knowing Diana, I think that she would be grab a queen's coin necklace first. Mm-hmm. That's actually what I think. I mean, I, I love she, that. Would she wear her own? Absolutely. But no. I actually think she would wear the queen's, <laughs> the queen's first. I think that that would be her first choice. Um, now, we talked to just about the warm and wonderful sweater. Harry Styles wore something similar recently, but celebrities all the time are copying Diana's style. If I give you a name, can you quickly match each celebrity with the, the style? What I mean, and maybe we open it up to Queen's Coin too, if you'd like, but the, okay. here is a list of people that have copied Princess Diana's style recently. And what piece would you match them to? Ooh, Kendall this. Jenner. Um, let's see. I think the triple strand choker big chunky statement. Ooh, I love that. Uh, that would look so great on her too. The way that just her face shape in that beautiful neck and oh my gosh, that would look right. great. Um, <laughs> Haley Bieber took these awesome street style photos, uh, similar yeah. to Diana. What would you see her wearing? I think those, um, the ones you're referencing specifically, the kind of more casual look, maybe the 30 inch chain that we have just feels oh. a little more casual and cool, relaxed. Like with a white t-shirt and oversized blazer and jeans. Yeah. Now, I can absolutely see Catherine, the Princess of Wales, in one of these pieces. What piece do you think suits her the best? Um, possibly one of those classic toggle, maybe the pearl toggle, Ooh. toggles in front. Um, and maybe she would like to tribute the Queen as well. 
Uh, oh, for sure. Absolutely. We recently saw her at the uh, reception dinner wearing that beautiful brooch with a portrait right. of the queen on it. So I I can absolutely see her wearing that. Elle, Fan- and Elle Fanning is so precious. She's mm-hmm. uh, in The Great, which is a, a really funny show yeah. about um, Catherine the Great, in case you're curious. Or I don't know if you've seen it. What do you think she might wear? Um, I think the triple strand pearl choker for her. She's just so like ethereal and, mm. you know, fairy-like. That's, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's really <perfect>. feminine. <laughs> I love that. And, and you know, we're both from Texas. Yes. What is it about, maybe not even Southerners, but what is it about Americans' obsession mm-hmm. with the royal family? Because Susan Shaw has clients all over the country and yes. world. Right. Um, I think it's the tradition and like the lore behind it in a way. What I find so funny is when I started thinking about this, this is something we've talked about in the office. It's um, we emulate Royal life over here with pageants and with like homecoming Kings and Queens and prom Kings and Queens. Like we, we are kind of obsessed. We want our own royalty in a way. Um, And I think that having that, picture and it's farther away for us you know we don't have to deal with it in real life in a way it sounds more like a fairy tale Mm -hmm. um and i think it's the it's the lore love that and how can people purchase a piece of your or multiple pieces of your diana and queen collections how do people find you so susanshaw.com and you can search for the diana collection or Queen Elizabeth and they should come up and uh, yeah, for the Queen Elizabeth collection, we have bracelets and earrings and rings and get ready to be asked a million times. I wore my, I wore my queen's coin while I was in Boston covering William and Kate and everybody was like, where did you get that necklace? (laughs) It's like, it is very accessible. Okay. Don't worry. You can have one too. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for your time today. Is there anything else you'd like to share? No, I don't, I don't think so. I think it was just just great to talk to you. And I'm so glad that we connected and that you're a fan of this jewelry. You're a great advocate of ours. And thank you. Thank you for listening to the to die for daily podcast with Kinsey Schofield. Please subscribe to hear more from your favorite Royal commentators. Cheers.